morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. What's going on, 1.37 p.m. family? Thank you for getting your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin, and this is a very, very special episode of 7.31 a.m. This weekend, Charlie and I were able to hit up the Green Street Festival in Los Angeles. We were joined by Courtney Connect, another member of the 1.37 p.m. team, and we had a blast. It was truly a great, great weekend. We were connecting with cannabis brands left and right. Gary V was in the building, Adam 22, Harry Mack, tons and tons of really cool people just getting together and talking cannabis. Uh, I think it will be abundantly clear when you listen to this episode that Charlie and I had our fair share of consumption over the weekend. This is an outrageously dumb podcast, what you're about to listen to. So forewarning, you're hearing it now. Charlie and I are very, very high during this episode. So without further ado, we may get into it. Thanks for listening to 731 AM. Morning. It is May 16th, Monday. But this is actually a very special episode that Bo and I uh, recorded earlier this past weekend when we were attending the Green Street Festival in Los Angeles. Bo, what's up, dude? Uh, Charlie, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think I'm going to have to fight through this podcast. Like, <laughs> this, this thing feels like it might be a battle. Why? How come? We're at the Green Street Festival. Yeah, and what's that? Uh, cannabis, I don't even want to say exhibition because I feel like people might get the wrong idea. Yeah, sure. Festival. Festival is probably a more appropriate term. It's like celebrating the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's been really, really cool. Gary's heavily involved here. He's been like speaking and then Adam 22. But it's uh, cannabis related. Hence right. why it's going to be difficult to get through this show. Right. <laughs> All right, but we do have some stories to go over and we got to start with an anniversary. So uh, we'll dive in. Um, for Oboe, you take this anniversary because we argued about which one to do and you do this one and then I can do the next one. On this day in 1986, Top Gun premiered in theaters. Charlie, how great is Top Gun? Damn, Bo, why are you doing this to me? I told Bo and I've talked about it that I'm going to start being more truthful on the podcast when I haven't seen something instead of just pretending because I could say, oh, Top Gun, uh, a classic. Yeah. That's what I could say right now. But Bo, I have not seen Top Gun. Okay. That's all right. I just wanted to let the people know, know. that you had not seen Top Gun. I love it. Uh, probably one of my favorite like 1980s action, big blockbuster, We Fight Against the Russian movies. And the new one comes out here in a couple days, premieres May 24th. It looks really, really good. And Tom Cruise said that he would only come back to do the sequel if the other actors got their pilot's license and actually flew the p- planes. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Miles Teller got yes, his pilot's license? Yes, he had really? his pilot's license <laughs> to do this movie. That's the only way Cruise <laughs> would come back. That is absolutely wild stuff. That dude is, he's eccentric. <laughs> yeah, so oh, just another crazy. another crazy example of what Tom Cruise makes is like, you know, cast do. Oh, and you're gonna feel it in the movie. I'll tell you that much. You know, you're gonna it's you're gonna feel that they're flying. Yes, the and I think uh, early reviews have come out, and they're saying it's positive. like really thrilling, uh, yep. very positive. So that's yep. exciting. But also on the day in 2002, this was the other one that Charlie wanted to go with. Uh, Star Wars 2: Attack of the Clones opened um, for a couple reasons. One, it's 20 year anniversary. Yep, got a shout out on 20 year anniversary. And then, um, I don't know, this is a bad movie. You know, it's like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't a great movie, but um, of the prequels, I feel like I'm surprised when I watch it. It is better than episode one. It is leagues worse than episode three, in my opinion. I think we should do, have you, uh, excluding seven, eight, and nine, honestly. Sure. A ranking of one through six. Yeah. We can add seven, eight, and nine in. Will you go first? Or do you want me to go first? Also, this feels very, uh, like, 
festive to what's going on at the Green Street Festival, what like ranking the Star Wars movies. Yes, yeah, totally. This is perfect. Everything is Green Street theme. Okay. Uh, well, I'll start probably going six up. Uh, two is the worst. Most people are going to say three, uh, but I'm going to go two, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi. I know most people say Empire Strikes Back is best, but I think A New Hope is like, you know, revolutionary to movies. So that's my order. I'm sort of a controversial list. Yeah, really. bring it, bring it. No, it's not really controversial. It's also hard to keep track of no, in I your know. head. I'm, so I, 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 I was, was like really fighting through that. Um, okay. Uh, for me, worst one, I don't know, by far, is episode one. Episode one, there's no protagonist. Who's the protagonist of episode one? Who's the main character of that movie? Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. Cut me a break, dude. At, like, yeah. Maybe. I love one. No, I love that. I love that character. But in a rewrite of that movie, maybe he was the main character. But they, like, he's the main character. Obi-Wan Kenobi's the main character. Anakin Skywalker is the main character. I like one. The second worst one is two. The third worst one is episode six. And then the third best one is episode three. I love episode three. I'm a total episode three defender. I think that the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin is one of the most memorable set pieces in all of Star Wars. Okay. Um, and then uh, A New Hope and then Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Uh, we could also probably get moving on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on from our Star Wars yeah, we're debate. Yeah, we're, we're good. Okay, uh, we just want to talk about Green Street a little bit. We talked about it earlier. Um, but it's been really fun. There's a lot of cool brands. Uh, I just, so if people don't know, I write a lot of the cannabis profiles on the website where I interview founders of different cannabis brands. And so a big goal of mine at this weekend has been to just like meet up with some of the people who I already profiled and try and find new people to profile. Um, and then also just some kind of fun stuff, some fun highlights. But what are some of the favorite brands that you've gotten to interact with since we've been here? So group called Farmer and the Felon, and they work with the Last Prisoner Project, which is like placing emphasis on like wrongly incarcerated uh, prisoners and the farmer and the felon they give one percent of all their i think earnings back to the last prisoner project yeah. so that that's pretty cool i like i don't know all that much about like nitty gritty detail stuff but that one stood out and they also grow really good weed that's oh as I know about as uh this show is probably demonstrating yeah <laughs> um and then also there's uh i believe they use some of the same cultivators there's uh canacraft is this cultivator that works with lagunitas who makes those ipas on a drink that we drank that is called the Hi-Fi Session. Um, and it's like, I feel like it, it's just, it's hops, but it's non-alcoholic. And they have a two milligram, five milligram, and 10 milligram uh, THC CBD, like both of them in each one. Um, and it's a really lovely little drink. And also it's really like, light. Totally like, light. Like super easy to drink. And I feel like kind of a nice thing for um, people who are sober, people who don't drink alcohol. Like if you consume cannabis but don't drink alcohol, it is, uh, I feel like a really great, like sort of mellow alternative. I'm trying to think if there's any other groups. Oh, no, I, those two stood out though. Yeah, there, uh, there's this big brand, Bloom, that I tried their vapes that was really cool. I really like their packaging and it's from LA and it's been here for like since 2014. Um, so I'm going to try and do a pro profile to come on Bloom. Um, and then also, I mean, just find something on Friday night. Yeah, P Puffco. I wanted to shout oh, yeah, out Puffco because yeah. uh, Courtney got to taste test a little bit of what they were doing Absolutely. and it was pretty and also, sweet. Puffco is amazing and the founder is really cool, really smart, and I just interviewed him. Um, it's on the site right now. Check out Roger Volodarsky of Puffco uh, on 137 p.m. He, he was like so, he had such good answers to all the questions. It was a very good interview. Uh, Friday night at Green Street Festival. Gary Vee spoke a little bit, had a conversation with Harry Mack. Harry Mack freestyled on stage, which, Charlie, like, you're kind of a freestyle hater. Right. I, I enjoy freestyle. I, I think it's really mean. clever, so I'm a huge fan. But yeah. you were kind of a hater, and I think he even kind of caught you by surprise. No, no, he proved me wrong. I said to Bo afterwards <laughs> that I, like, 
I feel like to be a like a, a, a successful freestyler. And sorry, we're including background noise, but we're, we'll see oh, how yeah. it is. We're yeah. sitting in this room, big windows. Um, I feel like to be a successful freestyle artist, you, like a lot of people, I feel like there are haters like myself. So like to be it successfully, you have to be good enough that when you do it, even the haters like myself are like, oh, fuck. And that's kind of what it was like. And that's exactly what like, he did. I was kind of, I, I had, I have to give it to him. It was, yeah, it was totally, it was had, very, very safe. I had to tip safe. your cat, Absolutely. you know, a little... But the other thing that happened Friday night is that Gary is always talking about being a really good um, bubble hockey player. Oh like my it's on Twitter. God. And I've never seen it in person, even though I know we have a setup in the office. Um, but this, I, I, I was saying to Bo before, and I was like, what does it mean to be good at bubble hockey? I've only ever seen people like fumbling around really with it. And this dude can really I play. thought it was bullshit. No, no. I this thought it was really bullshit because, I mean, we can be honest. Like, Gary likes to... You know, talk himself up a bit, right? Like, he likes to talk his shit. And bubble hockey's no different. Like, he talks a really big game when it comes to bubble hockey. And, I mean, he whooped ass. Like, absolutely laid the smack down on some people last night bubble hockey. I gotta make sure that somebody's, like, getting a good clip of it. I don't know if we have, Courtney, if we've got a good clip of it. Yeah, we do. We got some shit, for sure. But there was a specific moment where he took a, like, he, it was, like, an assist, and then he put it into the corner, and then it came back, and then it had the striker just push it right in. Now worth noting. the watershed moment where I was like, (laughs) yeah, really play. Yeah. Bo, we gotta talk about something news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's bring it on. This is our news segment of the day, and this is a doozy. Do you want me to do it or you want to do it? You I'll intro it. it and then I'll just... Okay, this we just saw and for some reason it seemed to go really well with the theme of the weekend. Um, I don't know what category. Science. If we have a science, ooh, 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 there, that's where that would go. But I don't know what else. It could go in like entertainment. Science. Um, but scientists, it was reported last week, for the first time grew plants in soil from the moon in lunar soil. So some scientists at the University of Florida in a study that was yep. uh, supported, funded by NASA, they grew plants in soil that had been collected from the moon in Apollo 11, 12, and 17. And they grew a bunch of like, uh, I don't want to try and say the Latin name of this plant, Arabidopsis thaliana, which is similar to mustard green. That was some a other vegetables. Re- no, first of all, not we don't need part. to, that was awesome. Yeah, not like you really got that yeah, pronunciation. Um, and they planted in lunar soil, and it sounds like it will kind of pop right up. Uh, but what did Administrator Bill Nelson of NASA have to say? I was supposed to be following along. <laughs> no, I'll say it. Um, apparently, the idea with it is that uh, uh, it's so that we, if we space travel and then like are in on Mars or on the Moon, we'll be able to grow things there. So he said we'll need to use resources found on the Moon and Mars to develop food sources for future astronauts living and operating in deep space. <laughs> the people have like made it to this far in the podcast. We it's should a, maybe, it's a miracle. We should maybe add at the beginning be like we're talking about the news at the end. The next story is pretty good. Okay, okay, okay. Um Elden Ring outsells Call of Duty to become the US highest selling game of the last 12 months. Gaming. Yeah, so I'm a big Elden Ring player, so whenever there's news about Elden Ring, I always got to talk about it. I still have We seen it. we've talked about it a lot though on the show. Yeah, we have. Um, but if you don't know, Elden Ring was one of the most anticipated gaming releases in recent memory. It released in February. It is an RPG and MMO. Uh, sorry, it's not an MMO RPG, but it's a big open world RPG. Um, and part of why it was so hyped was because George R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones wrote a lot of the story for it. Um, it's a really, really, really good game. But it's like too not, hard, right? It's pretty hard. Uh, it's really hard. I still haven't beat it. I've been playing forever. Um, usually games like that, like punishing RPGs, are not the games that break records of sales. Call of Duty always breaks the records. I think this is actually more of a statement about Call of Duty than it is about Elden Ring. I agree. And I think, obviously, they're formulaic, and they just repeat the same thing every year, and they make a lot of money, and they kind of earned that, but it's about time that, like, a new video game cycles in. 
I agree, but I mean, uh, so the guy who reported it, uh, he works for the NPD group, which is a market research group. He just also talked about the fact that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is going to come out later this year, and it's like they only had a pretty underhyped release this year, or an underwhelming release. So once Modern Warfare 2 comes out, it is very possible that Call of Duty will end up claiming the spot. But Elden Ring is the highest selling video game of the past 12 months, even though Elden Ring only came out in February of this year. It's only been out for about three or four months. Um, but when Modern Warfare 2 comes out, then they then probably, probably will surpass it. Either way, I think it's exciting for um, probably just the video game space. And now, um, and now our apologies to the listeners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and our apologies to our producer, Tatiana. And, we and to Courtney. Right, and but we didn't talk about... Wait. Connor! Right. I'm sorry. This is... Honestly, we might have to tell the producer... We might have to tell our wonderful producer, Tatiana... To, to just, cut it at one... We can tell no, her no, when no, to no, cut no, it. No, I think to not cut it. Just... This is the episode. <laughs> this is it. It's raw. <laughs> we oh, got it! Right. we're talking about it. Somebody has been working on the podcast every single day for the whole year, and he's never hosted on the podcast, but I'm. we're going to get him on here. But we got yeah. to shout out Connor Sheeran, the entertainment uh, editor, writer at 137 PM, who I love so much, and we've never shouted him I don't want to like publicly bully him into doing this, but why doesn't he do our box office recap right. on Monday and Friday? Right. I agree. Or it, it I ma- agree. It's too perfect. I agree. It makes zero sense that he's... Connor? I never had that thought. I'm going to so make sure like you I've listen been... tomorrow and we're coming. Yeah. <laughs> we're bringing the I'm heat. Just, yeah. You're, uh, you're... Listen, it's on the podcast now. The people are expecting it. Sports. All right, Charlie, let's take a look over at the two game sevens in the NBA in a really stunning game seven between the Mavericks and the Suns, the Mavericks cooked the Suns. Like, no, no, that's not an exaggeration. They cooked the Suns, a 30-point blowout. It was a 30-point lead by halftime. You got 35 points from Luka Doncic, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Jalen Brunson balled out with 24 points. Spencer Dinwiddie with 30. And the Suns are eliminated. Chris Paul now, I oh, I, I don't want to get this stack incorrect, but I believe he's now 0-7 in game sevens in his NBA playoff career. Interesting. In the other game, this was this was heartbreaking. As you guys know, I'm I'm a diehard Milwaukee Bucks fan. I have been for a very, very long time. And this hurt. The Bucks fall to the Boston Celtics in Boston. They stayed competitive through about a half, but over time the Celtics just shot the lights out. And the Bucks didn't. The Bucks couldn't hit the uh the ocean, if they were shooting from a boat, it was just one of those games, and they sincerely missed Chris Middleton, undeniably in Game Seven. Tatum, you know, he's he's a top ten star in the league, and I think there's an argument you could argue even above that. He is certainly a top ten player in this league. We have a fun Western and Eastern Conference Finals matchups on both sides of the league. This should be a lot of fun over the next two weeks. That is it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all social media platforms. Hop into our Discord. If you are a member of our Discord, you might get to go to cool things like the Green Street Festival with Charlie and I. We were giving away tickets. This was an unbelievable opportunity. We might have been under-promoing it, not realizing like how cool this weekend was going to be. Uh, we will be back manana. As always, stay curious. Stay curious.